Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Caleb McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Welcome back, everyone. It's Austin Cook, and it is a new year here for the Internet World Order. I am joined by my co-host, Caleb McLemore, and today we are going to be talking about the 2010 Royal Rumble because it's WrestleMania season. That's right. And just like how we covered Survivor Series in November, with it being January, I meant it was time to pick a Royal Rumble, and this is the one that we went with. Yeah, the, the thing about the Royal Rumble is that there's always a lot of really good ones like for the most part it's either excellent really good or unbearable and the unbearable ones are pretty close to non-existent there is one but it's a complicated one (laughs) and originally that was our plan that we wanted to talk about but we decided to have some mercy and (laughs) we're not going to rip too hard into it because it would be interesting to look at the comparison between, you know, five years ago, giving it away, 2015. I'm sure if you watch wrestling, you understand that the 2015 Royal Rumble, a.k.a. Boo the Musical, is something. <laughs> and yeah, whew. Uh, no, the funny thing, too, is like because we did Survivor Series, I was like, that's the pay-per-view that got me to get the network. So that 2015 Royal Rumble was the first Royal Rumble I actually watched because I was actually able to watch pay-per-views for once. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, the pay-per-view itself isn't that bad. It's just the second half of the Rumble is... <sighs> <sighs> it's something. <laughs> I'll it put it that something. way. Oh, man. It's, it's really difficult to watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a myriad of reasons. But um, to your point, most of the Royal Rumbles, like I said, I don't think there's any that are just like, with the exception of that one, but like you said, it's not, there's a lot of reasons. But there, it's such a unique gimmick with having 30 people, you know, vying for a shot at the champ at WrestleMania that it's like even non wrestling fans will tune into this one pay per view. Yeah. Because it's, it's just so crazy. <laughs> it's a lot. And one of the my favorite things about like the program itself is that you never know what's going to happen. Like there could be a big return. They can have like old guests and legends who like show up like this year, earlier this year in 2020. I actually was able to go to that Royal Rumble. It was in Houston. It was only a couple hours away. So I got a ticket from somebody who was like, hey, you want to come with? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> we went and I just had this feeling like in the back of my like, it's like why do I feel like edge is going to show up? And then he did. And I screamed. <laughs> and oh, yeah. it was incredible. Oh my gosh. That was wonderful. And that's kind of why we're talking about this Royal rumble today is largely because of edge. It's been yep. 10 years now. He was able to come back 10 years after winning, winning his last Royal rumble a year before his retirement too. That was sad. <laughs> that's actually what makes this also like in a lot of ways, uh, so it makes this in a lot of ways just like not heartbreaking, but just like 
I don't know, it kind of puts an extra layer on it when you know that he isn't much longer for a career due to injuries. Yeah. But, but he did get cleared. <laughs> eventually. Uh, yeah, it, it took nine years, but the man did get cleared, and that in itself is actually really impressive. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. <laughs> no, it is. And, uh, like, we'll, trust me, we'll break down the Rumble itself and the other matches on the card, but it's just the Royal Rumble is just so interesting because, I don't know, like I said, it's just, especially once they opened it up to, you know, had a men and a, we now have a men's Royal Rumble and a women's Royal Rumble. So there's been all kinds of craziness. And yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like it's one of those things where the Royal Rumble's a lot like what's the analogy I would hear. It's like, it's like pizza. Even when it's cold or not good, it's still pretty good. Well, cold pizza is pretty good, Caleb. Exactly. That's the, no, it's like, it, it, when it's, you when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's still good. Exactly. So you're just like, that's why I'm glad we're covering a Royal Rumble. Uh, it'll be because like I, I had seen that. I knew about edge coming back. I, I had never actually watched this rumble through. So mm-hmm. I forgot about all the little stories they had going throughout the rumble itself, which right. is we'll get, we'll bring it down in detail them soon, but just, I was cracking up. It was great. This is uh this is a fascinating rumble. I mean, Talking about it's going to be weird because like, you know, obviously we're not going to cover every moment, but I feel like we're going to have to cover like the big ones, you know, especially like the underlying story with Shawn Michaels that's going throughout this that I forgot about completely until every time mm-hmm. I watch this and I was like, how did I forget about this? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is wrong with me that I just forgot that this entirely happened? But well, people remember the matches. They sometimes forget how Michaels got the rematch, like how he had to constantly like prod taker until he finally accepted yeah and i hadn't seen the undertaker and ray mysterio match that they had so i was really impressed by that actually Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was very old school like back when they had uh like the big six uh like the smackdown six yeah back in the day and oh it's pretty awesome (laughs) it's cool to see them even though they're getting a little older they still had it going and it's really exciting to watch it's a lot of fun but yeah, I was like, but but does Rey Mysterio actually age? Because I think he he got younger, almost like crisper now. He the, <laughs> the thing I noticed about him was like there was a certain point after he won the World Heavyweight Championship and like the WWE title, which oh no, he won the WWE title in 2011. I want to say, I and think so. He, yeah, he won it, and then later that night, John Cena, being the good guy that he is, challenged him for a match and beat the tar out of him. So no, I remember that because I was during the whole CM Punk thing because he had won the title and ran. Yeah, he was quote unquote not with the company anymore. We need to cover that pay per view. Oh, one hundred percent, we will. It's a phenomenal match. Yeah, it's not only a phenomenal match, but it's probably one of the best WWE pay per views ever. So <laughs> easily, yeah. And I, I mean, it's not. Well, it's pretty close to WrestleMania seventeen, or yeah. arguably on well, just, many but, levels. Yeah, but yeah, like to your point, I was like. I don't know. Like, it's just funny. I was just making a joke with, like, with Ray, like to your point, like it seems like he's gotten younger since now. Yeah. Well, he lost a ton of weight too. Cause he was starting to get a little thicker. Like you with his frame, it's hard to put on more and more muscle. So I think like the more weight he put on and the more like athletic he got, like the harder it was for him to move around like he normally could. And mm-hmm. then when he came back in 2018, everyone was like, it looks like he, he's like Benjamin button. He, <laughs> he just slowly he de-ages. Like- 
it, it, he literally looks like what he did in WCW, which I was like, uh, is it the late nineties? Where am I? <laughs> it's you're in WWE. So yes, you pretty much might as well be in the late nineties. Cause that's what WWE feels like today. Sorry. Ouch. <laughs> no offense. I love WWE. Um, but <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Either way, this is a weird pay-per-view because I forgot about ECW. Yep. That is, I mean, the funniest thing about this, I'm just going to point this out right now because I can't hold it in any longer. But seeing Zack Ryder listed under ECW makes me laugh. It kind of does. <laughs> because that's it's like sure. they just forgot what ECW was and they're like, they kind of treated it like NXT is now, except with nowhere near the same amount of like reverence or attention and it's just so weird like because you're like oh yeah like you'd imagine like the sandman or even ray mysterio for all that matter just because he used to be an ecw but then it's like zach Ryder, ecw (laughs) oh well i mean out of ec out of wwe's version of it that's how we got cm punk it is but i don't really count that (laughs) because <laughs> he, he was not there long enough and after he left it was like jim morrison was on or john morrison not jim morrison <laughs> whoa it, <laughs> it was john morrison so it's like all these wwe style guys like obviously john morrison is beyond just wwe style guy it's just funny because you're like oh, it changed and it was all after well, did uh, december to dismember which we will do yeah. that pay-per-view. I'm sorry, Caleb, but we're going to have to do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, joy. I didn't but, say um, you have to enjoy it. I just said you have to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I understand. So I get they wanted to make a third brand. And they saw how much people still like did legit care about ECW. So like, I get it's one of those things like I see the idea. Mm-hmm. It's just they along the way, they just kind of got it got lost and confused. Well, they, they started off great. <laughs> oh yeah. They had those two pay-per-views that absolutely ruled. And then they tried making the show. And the first thing they had come out was the zombie or the mummy or something like that. And everyone was just like, Oh no. Well, here's and- the other thing <laughs> to be perfectly honest. The thing that was always going to do ECW is anyone that remembers ECW, whether it's because you've watched tapes or, Maybe you were around when it did air originally. It was never known for its wrestling. No, they just killed each other. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, think about here's how, you know, it wasn't Mick Foley as Cactus Jack. The way he got booed was by actually wrestling. Yeah. And screaming. I'm hardcore. That was great. Oh, Oh, it's hilarious. But we'll we'll have to talk about one night stand sometime. One night stand 2006, because that is one of my favorites, even though none of it is aged well. <laughs> Approximately none of that pay-per-view is palatable anymore. Wait, wait I'll probably think of the other one with RVD and John Cena. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, wait, that hasn't aged badly. Their match was great. Oh, no, no. I'm not talking about in terms of quality. Oh. I, that's not what I mean. I'm talking about the fact that at one point, when Edge went to pin that one woman, he literally just humped her three times. Oh yeah, that part. Yeah, see, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's oh yikes. Let's move on. Anyway, so let's talk about the ooh, so let's start with these uh, the match for the ECW Championship, 
and it was Christian. I love Christian versus yes. Ezekiel Jackson. And this match was really weird. It was weird because I mean, they're trying to do the obvious, like Christian is well, especially because they're playing up like his whole story is I defeat everyone. And he's obviously the swarmy heel that cheats and mm-hmm. <laughs> all that in order to win. So he can brag. And Ezekiel's just mountain of muscle. And uh, was he the heel in this or was he the, I, I'm so I think you're supposed to be the face, but everyone loves Christian so much. I know because Christian would come out and like stomp on his knee or like drive his throat into the rope and everyone's like, yeah. So I like, yeah. I didn't understand because when William Regal got kicked out, when they kicked him out of this match, there's not much else of consequence that happens during this match. So I'm kind of just skipping to that. <laughs> he, when they boot him, is that's just it. Like no one reacts. And I was like, yeah, uh, okay. I, like I said, I didn't really watch uh, ECW itself on a weekly thing. I didn't have enough time. It's like I had time for like Raw and SmackDown. So like I didn't know like if this maybe Jackson was like a new guy. They were trying to kind of like build a base behind him. But Christian was doing everything in his power to get booed. And the crowd just wouldn't do it. Well, yeah, I I think that it's just miscalculated. And I think this was when fans started to get a little bit more vocal. Well, you know, obviously with Cena, like fans were starting to voice their displeasure. We're well into booing Cena territory. (laughs) I know, but this is when fans started to get a little bit more snarky and smarky, snarky and smarky. He Ezekiel Jackson is definitely like a Vince McMahon project. Like the moment I saw him, I was like, I I know what's going on here. I I can tell what's happening. And I think people were just aware of that and that like they didn't really care. Like they they weren't so mad enough that they're like, well, I'm going to get mad. They were just like, whatever, I guess. And that was just kind of the whole match. Like they did some moves. And then, like, the final little stretch was pretty good, but it was just weird because Ezekiel Jackson was just destroying everybody. Like, he was just absolutely demolishing Christian for, like, the majority of the match except for, like, a couple minutes. And then at the end, Christian just hit him with the unprinted ear, and then it was one, two, three. And I was like, well, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. I was just like, I so okay. All right. Yeah, like I said, I was happy to see Christian. So <laughs> I was I too. He is, yeah, he is. It is insane how underrated he is. He, I, I think he'll start to get the respect he deserves once they really start highlighting his career, especially now since he's retired. Like it, yeah. it's probably like the time when they'll start paying reverence to him and having Edge back in the company. Like they'll probably give Christian a more prominent. Here's hoping because I, yeah, I've always <laughs> liked the guy. I mean, especially I mean, come on, his his a uh, one more match stick that he did for like six months. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. That was, yeah, it's, it's a, it was great. It's like just one more. Christian, it's like the fifth time you've asked this. It's just one more. One more, please. That, <laughs> oh, that was funny. I mean, he's underrated. You know, there's not much else to say about this match except that it was, it, it happened. It's okay. I'm not mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's now, about it. I, exactly. And uh, the next match, and actually, this is part of another thing that's kind of crazy is when you see like, especially with what characters are doing now, currently in now 2021, when you have like, cause the next match is the Miz versus MVP. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's just kind of crazy. Cause like 
the Miz obviously is like at the top of his game in terms of being a heel now. And he was still good here in 2010, but you can tell he was still figuring it out. Yeah, he, he was so incredibly young at the time that I don't fault him for anything, but he was doing better than most people would in his position at the time. So, like, I only have nothing but praise for him. Oh, he had the heel persona down. It's just You could tell he just needed to keep learning the wrestling his, part of yeah, it. Yeah, his wrestling was fine. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, like, I, I didn't notice anything bad except, for, well, uh, okay, that's not true. The, <laughs> the small package roll-up at the end was it was not good. It was very <laughs> slow and uncomfortable. And I think MVP was, like, kind of trying to work with him, but they both just were not on the same page. And I was right. like, oh, no. <laughs> right. It was good to and, see MVP, though. And it, it was interesting. Like, I'm reminded now, because I think you and I talked about this, but MVP was supposed to be WWE champion. But the reason they chose not to have him be champion was because he had a criminal record. And because of that, he couldn't travel internationally. Yep. And if you're going to be, and before any, I'll say, Oh, it's Vince legitimately told MVP. And of course this is coming from MVP himself, but there's no reason for him to lie about this. It's like, Vince was like, I want to make you champion, but you have to be able to do international shows. Right. That's like a given. I mean, they could have made him champion now, considering that like Americans aren't allowed anywhere. But (laughs) But, I mean, well, now it's the thing of like at his when you hit a certain age. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like sometimes people get it's weird with fans because when you reach a certain age, fans will be like, well, why are you burying the younger talent? Yeah. And I think the thing with MVP is that he he knows what he wants to do and where he wants to work. And he's I mean, he's perfect for what he's doing right now. I I have no qualms. Fits. Yeah, fits perfectly for him, and he's done amazing mic work. Like, out when he first came out, and they were calling themselves the Hurt Business. Like, this is a stupid name. I love that I love name. It. I disagree. No, I love you. it now. At first, I was like, this is dumb. Now I love it. Oh, it, it is a good one. I I love that he was put with Bobby Lashley too, because I've wanted so badly to see Lashley succeed. <laughs> like, Lashley has the Lesnar issue where his voice does not match the body size. I know they just they got to give him a good manager and they tried with Lana, which I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> not, no, not no. a knock against her. It's just it wasn't no, no. working because of the storyline yeah. that they were given and all flat on their face. And that certainly did. Now he has MVP and I'd love to actually see him kind of challenge again for the WWE title because I know he did back earlier in the year and that was actually a pretty decent match. Yeah. I just I'd like to see it happen again because why not <laughs> yeah i mean they literally like the the faction has everything but the main title yeah so but the the, the match here with the miz and mvp obviously 10 years younger so mm-hmm. there comes you know very fast <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's seven and a half minutes and it felt like they were wrestling like it was only like they only had two <laughs> yeah which i mean they probably I mean, again, with Miz, probably just learning timing and like communication. So, that, you know, I, I'm not going to criticize him for that. But this is no. actually a pretty decent match up until like the end. Like there was a couple parts where I was like, "Ooh, that looked like they kind of needed to rehearse it a little bit more. But like it's rare that I have anything bad to say about MVP or the Miz. Like yeah, sure. they're so good <laughs> and they know their role perfectly. They do. And they're not selfish. I can appreciate that a lot about them. They did everything they could to bolster what they had going on here. And it continued on into the Royal rumble too, which I really liked. Cause I remember I mm-hmm. saw the rumble match before I saw the whole pay-per-view. So I was just like, Oh, I guess they're feuding. And, <laughs> and now it makes sense why they're feuding. 
that's how I learned. Oh, dude, it was so sad seeing JTG and oh, yeah, that, right. that made me really sad. But also very happy to see him because it reminded me how great he was. Oh, of course, yeah. And those that don't know, like uh, Big Shad, because I think it was last year, correct? It was this year, man. Or oh, technically, this year. technically last year. Well, 20, because, 2020, yeah. sorry. Yeah, we're in 2021 uh, now. It, it, it's <laughs> January, so yeah, we get that free mulligan of like two weeks where when I say last year, I mean 2019. I got a couple more weeks to work with me. Yeah, but, um, he, he died uh, in, in uh, early to mid-2020 from my recollection. It was That's right, because yeah. yeah, saving oh. a kid, because man. But yeah. to your point, it was great to see him again because Man, like, it's crazy. And like I said, I remember when I was a kid, like, those two, I mean, you could hear the crowd pop. They were they were always loved. People loved them. <laughs> yeah. It's it was, one of the, oh. And I, yeah. I mean, their name, uh, it was strange. And it, it, it was probably a little insensitive. Like, well, nowadays, they would not name a team that. But no. at the, at the well, time, when even that thing, bad name couldn't yeah. bring them down. People loved them. <laughs> well, I think also just because it's like, well, it's kind of like what you would see sometimes in like music or film or whatever. So it's like, that's why they were, <laughs> you could get away with calling them crime time back in 2010. Right. Nowadays, obviously they wouldn't. There would have been yeah. a storyline <laughs> probably if they were still wrestling, there would have been a storyline at some point where they either broke up. Or they were like forced to rebrand. Yeah. Or they joined the new day. <laughs> or they would have joined the new day, which I would and be also, okay with because <laughs> I love the new day is one of the best yeah. factions ever. Oh, absolutely. They're I, I, as a diehard WCW guy, I, I'll put them above the NWO just because the new day, unlike the NWO has not been ran into the ground. I know. Well, I think is, is Big E still technically a part of the New Day, or is that like not really a thing? They he never officially broke off. They're just making him stick out as a single competitor. They still always refer yeah. to him like, yeah, he's a member of the New Day. I got a strong feeling that he. I got a really strong feeling he's going to win the Rumble this year. That would be well. I would be pleased. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. But he's IC champ right now. Yeah, but we got a couple weeks. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying I'd love to see him beat Roman Reigns. I think that would be a, a great match because Roman Reigns is on the best run of his life. That's yeah, all I got to say. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, I know we're sidebar, but hey, just roll with us here for a second. I'm not I don't see Roman losing until WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if Biggie, like. If he wins the Rumble, they have to find a way to obviously extend the storyline until Mania. But yeah. I would be cool with it too, because that would be a way to just make him, as a as Smarks like to say, put the rocket on his back and send him straight to the moon. Yeah, which I think they will because fans love Biggie, and I, from what I've heard, everyone at WWE loves him too. So let's keep yeah. our fingers crossed for that one. Um, we'll see. Yeah, because they they were in a backstage segment with Teddy Long. That was strange. But <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> that, that was why I brought that up because I remember like, well, JCG was also in the Royal Rumble, but I remember oh. he he showed up like Crime Time was in a little backstage skit and it was uh, it was 
the announcement of Miz facing MVP. And I was like, right. Oh yeah. Okay. But well, the reason also is because only one member of the team of crime time was in the rumble. And they're like, why can't you just put us both in? I don't know, but we'll, we'll tell you why once we get to the match. But (laughs) so we have Seamus and Randy Orton, which has happened about a million times, dude. I've not by this point. Seamus was new at this point. I know, but like going back and watching it, I was like, dude, I feel like I've seen this match 800 times because I have Caleb. (laughs) I'm aware. Look, 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 look. Not a bad match. It's not a bad match. I'm not here to talk smash. No, it's not. But it it is the situation of if you see something so many times, you just eventually turn your brain off, which sucks because the two guys are in there literally beating themselves up to entertain you. And I actually didn't this time. What? Like. I didn't turn my brain off this time. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some uh, wrinkles in there to kind of mm-hmm. like keep you interested. But uh, Randy had this weird thing from like 2009 until 2012 where if he was in a feud with someone, he was going to fight them 600,000 times, whether your name was John Cena or Seamus or, <laughs> or Triple H, <laughs> we should point out. <laughs> yeah. And then fast forward a few years, Seth Rollins. Oh gosh, I know. I it's okay. I, like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Because <laughs> I mean, it's like on the one hand, it goes. It's like wow, it's really showing that Randy's a workhorse. On the other hand, I've seen this match too many times. And he also never really in like. I mean, granted, everyone has at some point in their career like accidentally led to an injury or like indirectly had someone get injured in a match with him. It happens, but he's a very safe worker. And oh, I realized yeah. that watching this match, I was like, I would probably feel so safe with Randy. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Working he, with him. And it, it's perfect because Seamus kind of is too, actually. Oh yeah. And he was, and cause he started in 2009. So with this being 2010, he was still new. So, I mean, obviously he had wrestled all over Europe for years, but he was new to WWE. So, Putting him with Randy is a good move mm-hmm. to like, hey, here's how to, especially when you're a bigger power guy like Seamus is, and how to be safe while being a power guy. But I just, it's interesting because I remember I was on the online forums at this time. No, oh, I remember how hated Seamus was at this time. Well, yeah, and that's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, they did lean into it, at least, where they're like, he's the heel. And it's so weird to hear Randy get cheered. Yeah, I know. Like, well, especially with what we're watching right now in current WWE, I was like, (laughs) no, absolutely not. And they had the whole thing with him throughout the night where it's like Cody. Oh, oh my gosh, Cody. Cody Rhodes and uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. were like, hey, man, we got your back, but I'm a little worried about the other guys. So they're just like totally like imploding and for me i was like oh this is interesting like another element of the story that they're like adding to the royal rumble i I kind of appreciate Mm -hmm. that and it didn't really play into this match as much as i thought it would up until like the end yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) well and then we get to watch randy go medieval which always fun it's always when randy just what how do you put it once he's like when he starts uh, I think he said like a couple of years ago in a promo going, I'm starting to revert back to 2006, Randy. You don't want that. <laughs> Such a dirtbag. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he, 
God, he hit Cody, right? Cody was the one that he unleashed on. Initially, because like for those, just in case, like if you're sitting there like trying to get your memory jogged of like what happened in this match, basically they wailed on each other. Because even in 2010, dude, Sheamus, at no point did I think he actually hurt Randy. No. But I was also convinced he hurt Randy. He's really good at making it. Well, he does a backbreaker on pretty much everybody to the point where it's like, dude, I have complete trust in this man because he's never hurt somebody with that backbreaker. <laughs> right. I forgot when he used to do the, I forgot, basically the old uh, Razor's Edge mm-hmm. power bomb. Oh, uh, the now, Irish cross or whatever, or the Celtic cross. Thank you. That's yeah. like, I know he doesn't do it anymore because he's had injuries and stuff. So he just sticks to the bro kick. Yeah. Well, his shoulders and, and neck, I think he has a similar kind of issue to Edge where he has to be careful. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a there's a time where I think a couple of years ago people thought he was going to have to retire. Well, he so, almost was half. He he had to take time off because he was in really really bad shape. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's right, and that's why they brought him back and like doing tag team stuff so he could like hide slowly <laughs> acclimate. Yeah, to being a singles competitor again. When I say but, hide, I mean it in a good way. Like hide no, your pain, bro. <laughs> yeah, like have somebody else go in there and get you know beaten up for like ten minutes so you don't have to worry about injury exactly that's the the good thing and cesaro and shinsuke and i mean when he came back earlier last year i gotta correct myself last year (laughs) he was facing like jeff hardy and chad gable and all those guys and all of them are really safe too like i don't think chad gable's ever hurt anyone well jeff hardy i jeff hardy probably on accident but that's because everyone he wrestles with has to wrestle this intense style just to keep up with the guy oh yeah or as i just put it when you lose all the air when the swanton hits you, because that thing hurts. <laughs> yeah, that. Ooh. I mean, it's not the but, coup de gras level of pain, but it's it's pretty harsh, for sure. But um, so the point is like they're going at each other, and it's hard hitting, and what you would expect from the uh, these two guys, and then Cody just runs. <laughs> I get what they're going for. If Cody is trying to help, it's screwed up, but it looks so. Weird. I think that there was an accident. <laughs> yeah, I, like he was there too early, or maybe Seamus is not in the right spot. I think I it was both. It was. I think it was both of those things because they both look like they're like, oh no, like, <laughs> what like Randy's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a year removed from when Randy really like RKO'd Kofi Kingston and kept him from yep. getting his championship for ten years. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that he was politics, brother. Uh, he did. Yeah, I mean, those. Oh, wow, those were the days. But <laughs> yeah, and then Randy just lost his temper as he does, mm-hmm. <laughs> proceeded to beat up Cody, and then Ted was like, "Randy, what are you doing?" Because <laughs> we're gonna add you to the body pile, kid. Oh, uh, and this actually led to their triple threat this year, right? If I'm not mistaken, I believe so. It okay. was later. Yeah, which is which is interesting because I. I just want to comment real fast. I actually did like the team of legacy. I did too. It's a great idea in concept. I think that they should have held on to it a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, and who knows? I mean, as I've been learning from what, listening to podcasts and stuff from, uh, with wrestling, there's so many things I could have, I, who knows what there's so many variables that could have led to like why they decided to end it when they did. Mm-hmm. But I, while it lasted, I dug it. Yeah. And, I, it was good while it lasted. Oh Yeah. <laughs> And like I said, just seeing a young Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. and being reminded how much dying his hair blonde helped his career and getting a neck <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, okay, and I'll it's rare that now. a neck tattoo enhances your career. <laughs> yeah, and and also he legit put on some more muscle because he looked tiny in yeah. this pay per view, and he was he's huge now. Well, he's in the best shape of his entire life now. Exactly, but uh, something I'll bring up later when we talk about some other wrestlers, and you already know the one because I texted you about it the other day. Uh, there there is something to like you're saying, um. Whether it's a neck tattoo, whether it's dyeing your hair blonde, whatever keeps you from not looking like a template from Creator Wrestler, and actually has you stand out. And at this time, Cody, that's all you need. Didn't really yet. I mean, you knew who he was, but it's just it's like I said, just interesting seeing the difference in ten years. Yeah, I mean, he's also definitely improved just as a wrestler. Like he he's always been good. Because he's Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and, but, yeah. His he was a great amateur wrestler. It was like undefeated for a year. He was something. a state. Cha- he was a Georgia state champion in amateur wrestling. Fun fact. I think yeah. two times, which is really impressive. I did amateur wrestling for six years in California, which is definitely like one of the hardest states to do. <laughs> like I think it's the most difficult state, but that doesn't change the fact that wrestling's super super difficult. So the fact that he's a two time state champion is amazing. Yeah, so like, so the the foundation was always there, but like we were saying earlier with Miz and MVP, you're just you're ten years younger, so it's ten years less experience and everything else. Exactly, and but, I, it it was it was a fun little continuation of their uh, brewing rivalry, as I'll say. Yeah, and Sheamus needed to keep the title because he had shocked the world by beating Cena because it was a botch. <laughs> I hey 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 now hey now. <laughs> Come on. You, did I you know. see the look on his face? I know. He was like, uh. What do? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm the champion. He's I like, told guys, him I was supposed to win this. Oh, I'm so screwed. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Which, dude. Like I said, I'm just happy they leaned into it and made him a heel. I, I know that yeah. was probably not the plan. Oh, like, look. yeah. No. They're like, <laughs> but I did. I was laughing when I heard his theme, though, because I remember how the internet used to make fun of his old theme. The, it's uh, a shameful the, thing. Thank you. <laughs> too, and uh, like too many limes. Too and, like, many limes. <laughs> yeah, there's basically a bad lip reading of his theme. <laughs> so I was just dying laughing, remembering reading that all the time. <laughs> oh, gosh, dude. Seamus. <laughs> Seamus is this is when people were calling him a Muppet too, or they're telling he was looking like that little red haired Muppet. Yeah. Oh well, man, that poor guy. <laughs> look, 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 look. I don't know if I've ever seen a wrestler as pale as he is in my life. Well, he's it's Irish, like, bro. So is Finn Balor. Yeah, but Finn Balor's built different. <laughs> and so is Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is also built different. <laughs> Most Irish people, and I'm saying this as someone of Irish descent, we do not tan. I'm lucky that I have any kind of like skin color on my arms because the rest of me is like a sheet. It's not fair, but Seamus <laughs> is full-blown Irish Catholic. Look at him. Absorb know, it because he doesn't absorb saying, any sunlight. <laughs> my saying, like, God. There's a difference between being pale and looking like you will burst into flames like the vampire you may or may not be. And he stands out because of it. Exactly. Well, to my point about Cody, it made him stand out. So and I think that's why the internet made fun of him because they're like, who is this like 
sheet like white as a like bed sheet looking guy with red hair yeah make fun of him for something he can't control that's great that's the internet what do you want i want them to not make fun of him for something he can't control cody can dye his hair anytime he wants (laughs) seamus cannot un-irish himself (laughs) it's just not how that works there's not not enough teddy boots in the world trust me but uh like i said it's just it's just interesting now because obviously Seamus is in a great spot. I mean, I think he's for the last few years has been doing great work. Randy is Randy. Yeah. He's a legend at this he's point. He's always great. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what is it? Besides, I think cementing himself as one of the top, I'll say five heels of all time. Yeah. And uh, so there's not much else to say. It's like you said, it helped push along the legacy storyline. Seamus get, got to keep going on his title run. That was setting the internet ablaze i can vouch for it personally i read the posts yeah (laughs) it was fun but this next one made me very mad and i don't want to talk about it for very long because there's not many things i have to say (laughs) yeah uh basically i'll help sum this up um thank you caleb (laughs) yeah when for those that watched the survivor series episode that we did they had a mat the mat the women's match they had on that one was very short and we both concluded it's something they could have just done on an episode of Raw or SmackDown. There's no need for it to be on a pay-per-view. Uh, and this is the same thing. Yeah. Because um, you have Michelle McCool, who, what, who's the champ with Layla. And she gets defeated in 20 seconds by Mickey James. And literally them mocking her lasted longer than the match itself. And it was like this big, and clearly it was the blow-off because the way they like, kind of like, you know, had Michelle and Layla have their comeuppance after the match. It yeah. was very obvious this is the blow off. Where they got cake in their face and they're like, this is the worst thing to ever happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's one you could have just done an episode on SmackDown and then the Royal Rumble could have been where whoever Mickey fights first, her first defense or whatever could have been that. But instead, that's the biggest thing I'd say is like this should just not have been on a pay-per-view should have been on raw raw or SmackDown. They should have done a different storyline too. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. No, fair. <laughs> I was really, I, so fat shaming to me, like it, it's complicated. Like, well, it's not complicated. You shouldn't fat shame people like go pound sand. If you think it's funny to make fun of fat people for being fat. Like, sorry, I'm not sorry to say that. And they did a storyline with Nia Jax where like Alexa Bliss was kind of like fat shaming her and bullying her for being bigger. But they turned it into a really good, like feel good storyline. It's probably the one positive memory I have of Nia Jax over these last couple of years. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. But they looked at Mickey James and went, Oh, well she probably put on a couple pounds. And I, I think she'd had a kid maybe around this time. And potentially I, I think so. I can't, I can't remember for sure, but she'd put on a little bit of weight and the entire WWE creative team went, let's call her piggy James and make fun of her. And granted, you know, they had heels doing it. It wasn't like it was like John Cena going, what? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's maybe not a good mix to, put John Cena in that. <laughs> um, but 
it was just really tasteless. It was really gross because it's like management just looked at her. They're like, oh, you put on a couple pounds. We're going to put you in a fat shaming storyline. And it, it just left a really remember. bad taste in my mouth. Like I did not appreciate it. Right. But the thing I always wonder is, did the talent approve? Because I know there's a lot of times, and one of the things I've learned from listening to podcasts is a lot of these storylines where people are like, well, why would they? they're just making fun of them? And the people go, the superstars, the wrestler's the one who came up with the idea. Yeah. And that does happen sometimes. I mean, granted, it, I don't think Jeff Hardy ever really came up with his like rehab storyline, but he okayed it. He was like, yeah. I mean, we can do this. But yeah, or like it was Matt Hardy's idea to come up with the whole thing with him, Edge, and Lita. Right. But that was common knowledge too. So I have no problem with that. But <laughs> that, that's like the one thing I'm kind of like willing to let go because I understood that, you know. Right. I well, think because well, she left the company this same year, so I don't really think it was her idea. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Well, if you're going to bury somebody, you don't make them champion. Yeah. And I don't think they were trying to bury her. I, I just. Because the other thing. It's so her, weird, dude. It's just so. Well, the, the weird <sighs> part was it would have made more sense if, like, let's say Mickey was the size of maybe Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't. I was still like, she's still in phenomenal shape. What are we saying here? I don't know. This is a long running problem that's run. And especially with WWE, who have had like, there, there's been a pattern of like, oh, you have to meet this requirement, or oh, you, you kind of have to look like that, or you have to be like this in order to really kind of like fit in, in the WWE mold. And I think because she kind of fell outside of that for whatever reason, it doesn't really matter what the reason is she was basically made fun of for that and like fat shamed for that. And I don't, I just didn't find anything tasteless about like, well, no, it was tasteless. I didn't find any reason for it. Like there's so many other storylines you could come up with. And I think a lot, well, a lot of people retrospectively who I've talked to are like, yeah, dude, that was uncomfortable. Like (laughs) I did not like watching that, especially not like on TV and like, on pay-per-view it was it was just bad so i mean nothing against the performers because they're just doing what they're told so like i'm not gonna you know dunk on michelle mccool (laughs) for being involved in it because obviously they're probably friends but it it was just ugly i i really didn't like it and i was like oh god i just want undertaker and ray mysterio to wrestle (laughs) like so badly right oh yeah like i said that's the thing that shocked me too because i was like i thought they were he's gonna have like a even a quick match but they didn't even have that like mickey didn't even come out in ring gear yeah she just showed up and then knocked over layla because layla was in a, a fat suit which yeah great great choice <laughs> i don't want to talk about it right <laughs> no, it's fine like i say it's just one of those like that easily just could have been a segment on one of the shows and then yeah. uh have a women have like i said have mickey uh either defend the title at the rumble or maybe have like a number one contenders match mm-hmm. and then it w- would have worked just fine but it is yeah it is what it is that's what they just that's what yeah. they went with can't go back and change the past <laughs> it, that is not uh, what you can do so i'm but luckily the next match is much better really good <laughs> the next match is great i i mean it's the undertaker and ray mysterio i didn't expect a bad match 
And I was pleasantly happy when I got something that was really, really good and very high intensity. And it was only 11 minutes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. This really shows like sometimes people get upset when they not upset, but like they kind of roll their eyes when you see someone the size of Taker or like nowadays, someone like the size of like Strowman fighting a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is why watch this match and you will understand why having the almost seven foot giant versus the much smaller, but very fast and agile wrestler is always entertaining. Especially when they're really good and they know how to properly work the angles, which they mm-hmm. are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially the way they put, cause I love the story they had too, where like Mysterio had a fight tooth and nail just to even have a chance against undertaker. Right. Cause he had to go through Batista, which is the tall order by itself. Yeah. Batista's and, um, six, six, 300. So <laughs> yeah, this is, before he left for Hollywood, so this is when he had all the muscle. He didn't lean out yet. Yeah. And um. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Before he, before he start wearing the tinted sunglasses everywhere he goes. But um, <laughs> I, I got a point out because it just cracks me up. Um. But he fought through all that, and then Taker's just like, "All right, fine. You got my attention. I'm still gonna destroy you." And Ray's like, "Well, you can try." And Taker's like, "No, I will." Like, all right and he kind of <laughs> did <laughs> like it wasn't a total beat down but ew. <laughs> it wasn't a pretty match either and but i mean it makes the, sense oh no it made complete sense because they would use moves where i was like oh i can see how that it can affect a bigger guy because mm-hmm. bigger guys have the weakness of like if they go down or if something hits them it's going to take them a lot longer to recover from that and yeah, takers and really good at selling that yeah, and Ray was going for the legs and doing things where, like, to where, like, if he tries to do more of his power moves, he struggles because putting weight on those, <laughs> using those body parts when they're now like sore and weak is more difficult. It yeah, if it you, all makes sense. If you take out the legs, yeah, if you take out the legs, it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, he has no power and he does not have the speed to match you. No, he does so. not. But he's. It's just, oh, it was so good. I remember when he had to hit the a couple six one nines, and I mean, every time he did hit him, I would get hyped because the six one nine is amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, I remember being invested because, like, well, number one, I'm always invested with characters like this. But I even knew what the outcome of the match was before I watched it, and I was like, I'm still so excited for this because I know that like the journey that I'm going to take on this is going to be fascinating to watch. Oh yeah, and two, I mean. And this is part of like when you get to look back on this retroactively is we know what the undertaker is going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're just like, Oh, we're building towards that. And uh, how are we going to build towards that? And what's going to take place later in the night that might change that? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, just, and I love the story they were trying to do with Ray too, where it's like, yeah, he was champion once, but he hasn't, gotten back to the top of the mountain and he would like to. So good storyline there. Easy to tell, easy to get people to believe in him. Showing he belongs too. That's the other part. Oh yeah. And also it's just easy to get behind Rey Mysterio. He's that's why he'll never be a heel. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot. He's never been a heel. (laughs) He's yeah. I mean, and it's not just, it's not just because he's a smaller guy. It's just because he's so easy to cheer for and his movesets just so ridiculously like, good guy 
Yeah, you don't. You're not gonna boo a person who does the crazy stuff he does. You're yeah. not gonna boo a West Coast pop. You cannot boo the six one nine. It's just, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Cesaro tried to have that happen, and didn't didn't work. The, Sw- <laughs> the Swiss one nine, as they called. Yeah, he, you know, he tried that. People cheered that, and you could see it on his face. He was like, "Dang." Yeah, he's I like, "I'm gonna, run, I'm gonna run out there and tear up a beach ball now." <laughs> <laughs> which i, I don't blame him don't blame him <laughs> oh uh, well yeah, i thought he was gonna fight the crowd and i felt bad for the crowd because he was probably gonna win he would have beaten up everybody in that arena <laughs> <laughs> don't f with cesaro i'm sorry the oh, man true. is a bad man but yeah i mean undertaker wins but it's a very good match and it was after the last ride i think right I believe so. Yeah, he didn't have to hit oh. the tombstone, but it, it didn't matter because Rey Mysterio looks so good. So. <laughs> oh, it was one of those where it's like, yeah, take her one, but if he had, but only because he did not take Rey Mysterio lightly. Because if he had, Rey would have won because Rey came to fight. Yeah, there were two winners to this match. <laughs> I'll put exactly. it that way. It's one, yeah, because some people are like, they think that if you lose, you're just like immediately ruined. It's like, no, you can win by losing. Yeah, especially and, if it's against the Undertaker. I mean, what Brock Lesnar when he lost to Goldberg in a minute and a half, that was good for him because it made me invest in his character again. <laughs> yeah, he looked human. Oh, I know. I remember like just the vulnerability that I felt watching him was just such a relief because <laughs> I wanted to yeah. invest in Lesnar again. <laughs> exactly. Knowing someone can lose, even if, like like with this with Taker. Being reminded that yes, losing is possible, though improbable, is good. I would agree. I agree. <laughs> so now we get to the why we're here and why the match that the pay per view is named after. <sighs> it's so good. It's, it's so amazing. good. I remember showing this particular match to my friend Matt. And I was like, you need to watch this. <laughs> like he he kind of like haphazardly watched wrestling, but he's like, okay, I'll give it a watch. And when CM Punk did his whole bit, because well, CM Punk came out <laughs> third. This was when he was in his straight edge superstar or like straight edge savior. Like gimmick. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. I love that gimmick. I'm not straight edge, but the way that he plays it to be a villain is brilliant. Oh yeah. The, I am better than you. And I'm the better. only way to get, yeah, it's like raise your hand, and you too can be saved from your evil ways. I'm like, oh, I hate you. It's so good. I know. And my friend was like, I hate this guy. He's such a jerk. And I was like, well, that's the point. <laughs> like, I was like, he's like this guy talking about you can't be a good person if you do drugs. It's stupid. And I was like, dude. Oh, he also took, he also took it the next level by being like, I am literally Jesus. I and know. like he would refer, I can't remember the woman's name that he, that was part you know, uh, Selena. Luke Gallows. Yeah. Selena. Cause I know Luke Gallows is the other one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, with Selena, he would sometimes like refer to her as like, as his Mary Magdalene. I'm like, Oh dude, you're trying to get killed now. Yeah. They didn't play that gimmick up enough in my opinion, but <laughs> no, I no, honestly, I like, look, I'm a Christian. I'm just like, dude, go for it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it it's not blasphemous. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole time he's full of crap. That's the key. Exactly. It's literally wrestling. Like if you can't look past it, it's like, dude, you, <laughs> you've got to kind of move on a little bit. Yeah. But, but get, like I said, like he, he, the, 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 the Royal rumble, excuse the weird stuttering there. 
uh, the Royal Rumble always has like multiple storylines. And the storyline with Punk being like, I'm going to single handedly eliminate all 29 people myself. Which could have worked. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It would have been great too if he just got louder in the mic every time he eliminated somebody. <laughs> yeah, they just increased the volume slowly. But he actually wasn't even the first person in. It was Dolph Ziggler and Evan Bourne, a.k.a. Matt mm-hmm. Seidel. For anyone who yep. doesn't know, he's in AEW now. Watch yep. AEW Dynamite live Wednesdays on TNT. He- <laughs> <laughs> or and AEW Dark, it's free on YouTube every Tuesday. Give give them some exposure. Give them some spotlight. But <laughs> anyway, Dolph Ziggler and Evan Bourne come out, and they're you know obviously good. Uh, yeah. They're just having kind of a, a run through match, and then CM Punk comes out and eliminates them both about yep. two and a half minutes in, and then he he gets a just mic. Part- Talking trash. He's like, I can save you if you just accept me as you. I'm starting to sound like Bray Wyatt, but <laughs> it little bit was not going to lie. It, it kind of was. The, obviously, he's from Chicago, so he's not going to talk like a Southerner, right? But... <laughs> it's how oh. he talk like from Chicago. <laughs> Arc- <laughs> Arc- <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you want to give this a shot I'm waiting <laughs> give me a second <laughs> We, you can save yourself by not putting some ketchup on your hot dog <laughs> I don't even know it didn't sound like from Chicago at all oh we're gonna if we're anyone not- listens to it from Illinois we are gonna get it <laughs> Try him laughing so hard. Anyway, <laughs> you want to no, get I, into I the it. Royal Rumble? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop. That should know. <laughs> but, um, That's like North Dakota and like Minnesota. <laughs> Close uh, enough. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't go down to Chicago. It's too cold. Oh jeez, doesn't but, make any uh, sense. Just move on. And, and so he's he's. Oh, we're leaving that in because that's amazing. But, um, <laughs> so JTG comes out and then gets eliminated very quickly by Twunk. 25 seconds. He was he like got yeah. him in the corner and started like beating on him, but he made the fatal error of forgetting that like if he just uses his leverage, you'll go over the ropes. And he did. Yep. And it was sad because that was the end of his time in the match. So Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, and then well, at first I was like, well. That's weird because, but then when Punk got right back on the mic, I went, Oh, I get it. That's why he got eliminated so quickly because Punk goes back to talking trash on the mic. I know. And he's like, Before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> I was like, That's amazing. Oh, and, and then then this like, was when the Great Collie came out, which is one of the first times I've ever been really excited to see the Great Collie. <laughs> understandable. Understandable. Oh, my goodness, dude. His hype man. Gassing him up was my favorite part of his entrance because, like, obviously, like the music hit and his hype man was just jumping up and down, (laughs) and Punk looked so mortified because he was sitting going, "Whoever is next," I was basically saying, like, you know, he's going to take him out too, and then he realized he has to fight Kali. He's like, "Oh no!" (laughs) He just dejectedly sinks and tries to. He's like, "I can save you. I can make you straight edge," and that's when Kali like does the chop, which. Honestly, that was a perfect use of Kali. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kali, there's a place for Kali in wrestling. So there I is. hope people when don't. When he first came on the scene, it was not good. Mm-hmm. 
but they eventually figured out his niche. He did find a really work. he did have a really great match with John Cena at one point too. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things of when you're as big as he is, it's just you can't do a whole lot. I know so. it's hard to even fault the guy because it's like you can't be like, "Hey, you need to get better." It's it's like, dude, he's just so big. He's like seven four or something, right? And like with the Big Show and Taker, it's different because they're legitimate athletes, whereas like Kali was was not really. No, and he's an attraction. He is, which there's a place for attractions like that. Yeah, and this actually proves it because one, watching Punk flail around, <laughs> he's like, you could tell in his face, he's like, how do I get out of this? I know there was no way. He <laughs> was like, he, he, he's trying to figure out a plan. I'm like, how do I get Kali out of here? He's like three. I, as I heard in one movie, he's like, the guy's like, he's so much taller than he's like, you'd have to stand on someone's shoulders just to rip a picture of him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he, he was <laughs> legitimately like seven feet, seven feet, two inches tall or something like that. Oh yeah. Large, large man. But the next person that comes out, it's Beth Phoenix. And people were excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's the second woman besides, it's the first woman since China to just since run China. in there. Oh, yeah. And then I think two years later, we got Kong, right? Awesome Kong? I believe so. Yeah. And, and then uh, Nia Jax, too, later on in 2019. It's cool stuff. Yeah. Like, well, they get, because uh, like with China and Beth, because uh, obviously, obviously, like with Awesome Kong and Nia, like they are very big. Uh, uh, very big wrestler. So like them coming in, they're bigger than some of the guys. Yeah, so, and I, I can buy that they can hold their own too. Yeah, and then China and Beth are both like just very muscular. So like them coming in, it's like that also makes sense. They're probably stronger than a yeah. lot of the guys. They've made very good choices in <laughs> the women that they put in the men's Royal Rumble yeah. match. I mean, yeah, they didn't go out and throw out uh, Christy Hemi or someone where you're like, why? Or Drew Carey. <laughs> I people don't forget, <laughs> which he's okay. not a woman, but. What was he sir, doing in that Royal Rumble that, match? That was hilarious the way he eliminated himself so he wouldn't have to mess with Kane. I know, but it, it's just so funny because every once in a while you're like, damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like but, they, they couldn't help themselves. Whereas like but, with uh, the women that they put in the Royal Rumble matches, never a bad choice. They've always yeah. done really well. And of course, and Beth gets the unique honor of not just being only the second woman in a Rumble. She's the one who eliminates Great Kali. Yep. And, uh, I, I legit forgot about that. And I was just like, that's awesome. And don't get me wrong. She didn't last super long. She lasted a minute and a half. And, but, uh, she was there for a spot and it worked. It was great. Yeah. I think punk eliminated her, right? Yes. No, no, no. Beth Phoenix. Oh yeah. No punk eliminated Beth Phoenix, which is fantastic way to get more heat on him. Right. And it, it was relatively fast too, <laughs> but she, cause she got Kali out and then, Oh, they had that really horrible line. Never trust a woman. And I was like, oh, that's going to be on so many different highlights for WWE throughout the years. <laughs> and it has. And then, you know, Punk gets rid of her pretty quickly. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, then Zach she did Ryder just manhandle out. the great Collie. So I, I'm not mad. But <laughs> right. But then Zack Ryder comes out and I love how Punk, <laughs> he readjusted his tactics after great Collie. He's like, I can save you too. Just raise up your hand. And he hits him with the mic. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even hesitate. He's like, dude, I'm running out of tricks right now. 
<laughs> I this is perfect because like whenever they do this where they have someone eliminate multiple people, CM Punk eliminated five people. Yes, he did. That that was kind of impressive. But <laughs> he had um like he eliminated all these people and then he got rid of Zack Ryder, which poor Zack Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't his year until next year, I think. He yes. so he gets eliminated in 32 seconds, that poor guy. And that's when Triple H comes out. And you're like, oh, well, it was good while it lasted. Yeah, because even Punk was like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, well, I've had my fun now. And he, yep. and, he and Triple H have an interesting relationship. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're probably fine, but it's an interesting dynamic. So they come out and they fight <laughs> for a little while. I mean, when does because Punk lasts until McIntyre, right? I believe so. OK, yeah. Soon- Somewhere into there is when Triple H throws out Punk and the crowd popped. They're like, finally. I know, which I totally understood (laughs) at the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, if you're going to have someone go on a tear like that, it needs to be a heel. Right. I mean, Bray Wyatt did it in 2015, too. Oh, yeah. But he also lasted uh, until like the last three or last four. Exactly. Legit thought he was going to win. I know. um, They probably would have been happier if he did. Just, just put that out there. I know. Uh, I know. It wasn't time yet. But, but anyway. Anyway. Then we get to watch, watch template number two and create a wrestler come out known as Drew McIntyre. This was, yeah, wow. I forgot how. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel sympathy for Drew simply because he had so much pressure put on his shoulders when he entered the company. And when you're literally labeled the chosen one, dude, I, I can't help but have sympathy for him. Like, oh man, it's so like, it's a tough position to be in, but I'm glad that he was able to come back later on and really be who he was meant to be. Cause like when you see him now, oh, you're yeah. just like, oh man, like they didn't really do a whole lot for him. Dude, put a side to side. Like if you seriously, somebody like if you're anyone listening to this, like just Google, a side-to-side picture of what he looks like now compared to 2010. It's so crazy. You won't believe it's the same guy. Yeah. I mean, the they, height is there. It's just the muscle makes him look even taller now. Well, the height and the hair. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact <laughs> that he just looks like he would like, he, he just, when they would call him the Scottish Terminator, I was like, yeah, that's what he looks like. Yeah. Well, especially now <laughs> the Scottish psychopath. It's yeah. crazy. He, it was sad, but this is the, okay. This is, I think that stretch of time where I started to kind of like glaze over a little bit. Cause nothing was really happening. Like they were kind of getting to the groove, which is not a bad thing, but it was like triple H drew Ted DiBiase who came in. All these people lasted about like 17 amount. to 15 minutes each. Which is yeah. not bad, but <laughs> we had him and then John Morrison as well too. I I love John mm-hmm. Morrison, and Same. Kane came out and who did he who did he eliminate? Uh, Kane oh one person. Kane eliminated Matt Hardy later on, but <laughs> this we got um MVP was supposed to come out right after Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes came out during this stretch of time because we get. I'll just list them off because I can't really remember anything special happening during this time. But it was Triple H, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, and that's not a bad thing. That every Rumble should have that period where it just kind of takes a breather. Triple H, yeah. Drew, Ted, John, Kane, Cody, and all of them. You know they get to hit their moves. They all kind of 
start strategizing and figuring out what they're going to do. And yeah, that's when we get <laughs> this. I think it was MVP, but he didn't fully come in yet. So he came nope. out and then the Miz attacked him from behind and hit him with the belt. So locks him in the back with the belt, which always funny because was- I've held one of those belts before. They're not that heavy. They're not, <laughs> they're not pin worthy, heavy weapons. I'll just throw that out there. But either way, right. that's not the point. And <laughs> he goes it was, down. It was the Miz continuing to be a heel. Exactly. And then we get Carlito, so, who Carlito's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss Carlito. Agreed. I kind of wish he'd come back. I do too. I think, cause I mean, not to, uh, detract from the rumble itself. But I know like, Listen to people. It's not like Carlito just didn't not that he didn't care, but he didn't put the effort into trying to make himself a main eventer that if he had, yeah. he I think he was comfortable with where him. he was at. Yeah. Yeah. They said like he was just comfortable and they're like, Hey man, you could totally be world champ. He's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I could, but I, I don't really care yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that happens. But then we get the Miz who does not last very long. <laughs> he gets nope. in there and about 17 seconds later, MVP storms in tackles the Miz and they both go over and they're out. Yeah. Which perfect fight. to continue their storyline. So it works. Yeah. They get to continue their feud and go about their business. You know, the Miz gets, uh, you know, thrown out. Matt Hardy comes in for 20 seconds and then gets thrown out after a like huge the- pop. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah. And then, uh, Lemay by Kane and Shawn Michaels comes in mm-hmm. and that's when they start playing up the, uh, the storyline of since undertaker is the champ. And since he beat Mysterio, Michaels has to win the rumble in order to fight the undertaker. Well, in this context, he does, but yeah. <laughs> we'll just roll with Sir? that. We'll roll with that. Sure. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> but, um, I think it was interesting too. Cause we're really playing up the facts. I think Michaels has, He's won two rumbles. He's won two. Yes. Yeah. So they're playing up the fact that not only would this be how he gets to take her, it would also tie him with Austin for winning three. Right. Which, ugh, it was not meant to be guys. Yeah. We'll get to that. And then, but <laughs> of course, and Michaels has come in man on fire. Cause he's like, we need to get rid of people. Cause Michaels ends up eliminating six people. He is yeah. going for it. Yeah, he does. He gets rid of, well, first of all, he gets rid of Triple H. Oh, that was great. I was screaming, laughing. Because earlier in the night, Triple H was like, hey, man, you got this. And then Shawn Michaels just turns on him. I was like, wow. You're right. The I heartbreak do. kid, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Look, there are certain people you can never trust. Yeah. Kayfabe, trust. Um, Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Roddy Shawn Piper. Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Flair, Piper, Michaels. Randy Orton. Orton. Yeah. <laughs> no trust snake. <laughs> nope. Snake bad. No trust. And they, this was right after they got rid of Drew too. So they both had to eliminate him. And then Triple just like, we got this. And then Shawn Michaels is like, no, I've got this. And he throws him out. I like to imagine that's what they said, but <laughs> that's obviously not what happened. But then he gets rid of Ted and John Morrison. All oh, those poor guys. I think, well, John Morrison's okay. He's hanging in there now. He's in one of the best spots of his of his career in WWE, I'll say, because I mean, when he was Johnny Mundo, he was on fire, but yeah, he had like, he got out and then Cody Rhodes as well too. So he pretty much got rid of all of legacy at that point. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then he got rid of Carlito too. <laughs> yeah, so like so he basically cleared the ring. <laughs> it was so crazy. I was like, wow, like they're which really pushing the storyline. <laughs> which I mean, I get why because it's to help clear the ring for, because it's like every Rumble almost kind of goes in either two or three segments, you could say. And in yeah. this one, first segment is CM Punk. The second one is Michaels. And then the third one is when you get to the final few people. And mm-hmm. um, so he clears it out. And of course, out comes John Cena, which you ain't never going to eliminate Cena quick. No. It's not, that's against the rules. <laughs> that's not so, how Cena works. He'll just look at you and go, are you sure about that? <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> and, uh, so he comes out and then you have Shelton Benjamin and uh, Yoshi uh, Tatsu. Neither one of them lasts very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poor guys. And big, <laughs> I, yeah, it is what it is. You always have the quick eliminations just so the rumble doesn't end up being two hours by itself. Right. And, and then uh, um, big show. Yep. And Mark Henry, which that's a lot of humanity. Yeah. And at this point, I think this was like the last like 30 minutes or so. Cause Shawn Michaels and John Cena were in there for like 25 to 27 minutes, I think. Yeah. E- yeah. yeah. Each one. So we got and, big um, show and he eliminated Chris Masters. Oh, yeah, person. Chris Masters. <laughs> yeah, which oh. I know a lot of people, that was a blip on the radar for them. Mm-hmm. I want to point out something. This dude was very young at the time. Yeah, I'm he not, I'm not like, talking smack. <laughs> I know. I, no, I'm, this is not for you. This is for the smarts that I know are listening to this because, like I said, I read the forums back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This dude was 23 years old. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. I wouldn't have done anything half as well as he did. <laughs> yeah, like he was like twenty three or twenty four. It was something ridiculous. Like he was not very old. Not everyone can be Will Osprey when they're twenty three years old. Sorry, <laughs> I know some people are going to say Velveteen Dream, but I don't know if I should talk about him on this podcast. But anyway, <laughs> oh, we're moving um, on. So our truth shows up and eliminates oh both of them. <laughs> Dude, this was back when Art before he went full comedy act. He was kind of half in, half out. Yeah. Okay, so when our truth came out, uh, since uh, when he's in the ring, like Big Show and Mark Henry, they're like trying to eliminate each other, and it's hilarious because Mark Henry could very easily throw Big Show on his shoulder and throw him like a long dart, like Cesaro would do a few years later. But since they're working on each other like that, our truth is the one who ends up pushing them out. <laughs> and he looks so proud of himself when he does it. It's hilarious. It's the greatest moment of his career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he actually sticks in for a little bit. I mean, he was only, he's in for about almost four and a half minutes, which isn't bad, especially at this part mm-hmm. of the rumble when it's like, you're kind of starting to, when there's a rumble, you, you know, who, who isn't going to be in it very long. Right. Who's definitely not winning yeah. and who might win. When you see him come out and you're just like, mm. <laughs> yeah but um then the next person is jack swagger which i want to point out i loved his the theme he came out to he had the best it was my it, yeah, thank thank you the, it, it, it it's so good and it's the perfect cocky theme for a heel but um he comes out and he just comes in to do a few big power moves and be the big really athletic fast guy he is before getting eliminated uh that's Kofi it kingston comes yeah exactly <laughs> kofi kingston comes out this is before they really started doing the whole like what they would call the kofi spot mm-hmm. which 
he has famously admitted it should not be called the Kofi spot. It should be called the John Morrison spot. That's what I was going to say. First. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, Kofi submitted it. He's like, I didn't create the spot. John did. <laughs> and yeah. He goes, if you think I copied him, cause he's crazier than I am with that stuff. Kofi just definitely did it. I think a little bit more, there was more creativity put into how he did it. I think is kind of, well, especially once the new day got involved and they found weird ways to keep him in, in, like, yeah, uh, for being eliminated. Didn't they like put pancakes on his feet one time? Yes. <laughs> so they oh. kept, or my favorite was uh, uh, Biggie would catch him and throw him back in, and Biggie was on Xavier Woods' shoulders, and you're like, hold on, this is out of order. Oh, that was <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, and, uh, that was good stuff. So that's why it's, but uh, he comes out, this is before they started doing that. Kofi did get a couple of eliminations, though. Yeah, he before got getting thrown out. Uh, Jack Swagger and R Truth. Yeah. So now with all of them out, it was setting the stage for here's the big hitters. Any one of these guys could win. Yeah. And then you had Chris Jericho, which I know obviously people love the Judas song and it's, it is a good song. I love, there's just something about hearing his old intro. It's amazing. I just, yeah, it, it's so good. And, um, and then, cause okay. When Austin first, suggested this rumble for me. He gave me three options. <laughs> he gave me 2015. And then he told me 2004, or as I like to call it, the redacted Royal Rumble. And, uh, or this one. Of course, I, I knew who won the other two. Could not remember who won this one. <laughs> and then, as soon as Edge's music hit, I went, oh, I remember. <laughs> Oh, it was when he returned from injury early. That was yeah. the the big thing because he was supposed to be out for like what, like almost a year. Yeah, like super long. Because the uh, good note on the commentators' part, they really played that up of like Edge is supposed to be gone for like sixteen months or something crazy like that, and he came back in eight, which is really impressive. <laughs> That's like a John Cena feat. You can't, right? A man so heals like a Terminator like six times. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm seriously like. It's a quick side note. I'm convinced Cena's like the long lost son of like Wolverine, and he has the healing factor. I wouldn't be surprised. The man doesn't really age. <laughs> yeah, but um, the only way I know the man ages is like when he lets his hair grow out. That's it. Yeah, well, because he's hiding the fact that he has, you, you know, he's just getting older, and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. So, <laughs> but it, it's but, like hard because you're like, wait, you age. Right, <laughs> but um. Oh gosh, Edge comes out. Oh my gosh, the pop was. It was not as. I mean, you can speak more on this since you were physically there. Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to what you heard on TV, and obviously cameras can't always pick up. No matter how many mics you have, you can't always properly pick up the pop. How does this compare since you were there live when it happened in 2020? The 2010 one was good, and a lot of it was because he had history with Chris Jericho. Who Chris Jericho's face when he saw Edge, <laughs> amazing number one because Chris Jericho knew that he did not have long left in this match, and he, you know, he got speared by Edge and thrown out. It was a good pop. I have never heard anything like the absolute uproar of pure joy than I did when Edge came home in 2020. 
Yeah. It was, I I would, I, people were brought to tears. Dude. <laughs> like, no, I had a feeling I knew which one would win. I just wanted to ask you since you were actually there. Oh, dude, it was, oh man, dude. I like, it, it was considerably louder and more emotional. Like this one was big because, you know, people love Edge and people knew how big of a deal Edge was at this point. But my gosh, <laughs> like, yeah. just, it, it doesn't even come close. And this one is a good pop. Yeah, I just because the other reason I ask is because this was crazy for me because I had come around to really liking Edge at this point, which was a big deal for me because <laughs> throughout the mid 2000s, like so throughout middle school and probably until I was probably 16 or 17, there were two heels I despised and one significantly more than the other one. And that was JBL. An edge. Yep. <laughs> and I an edge was number one by a long shot. Which is impressive because JBL is so unlikable. <laughs> well, the thing is too, is like what made Edge worse was when they tagged him up with Lita and all this and the way he blatantly just used her to Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh and it would like use her as a human shield and be like, No, use your finisher on her, spare me. That's how he like made him worse in my eyes. And uh oh. <laughs> But uh, by this point, he had won me over, and I just, I, w- I was all in with Edge. It was, it was great. And it's a good moment. So, like, yeah, it just it brought me back to like being like, oh yeah, this is reminding me how much I miss Edge. It is good stuff. But this was right around. So like, Edge was in there. This was probably like the last ten minutes, I would say, arguably, because like we had. Let's take a look. We had Shawn Michaels, we had Cena, we had Edge, and we had Batista. Everyone, because everyone had won at that at one point, right? I believe so. Because, uh, because, uh, Michaels wasn't eliminated yet because um, it was Batista who was number thirty. Mm-hmm. He's the one who would eliminate uh Michaels, which was great. The way they pulled that off. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, the way it was pulled off. Michael's dejection because it kind of helped to your point of like how a rumble does need multiple breathers because it's just Mm -hmm. such a like blob of a match and that's not an insult it just is by design and Michael's temper tantrum makes it sound like he's being that doesn't quite like just him losing like being so mad that he lost his shot Mm mm-hmm when he got so close, because he even brought back like, like what he did in '95, where he held onto the ropes and like he pulled himself back up, and the Batista's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. The the well, the way that Shawn Michaels got eliminated caught me off guard when I first hadn't like when I didn't see it at first. I was so caught off guard when that happened because like number one, mm-hmm. I didn't know the story, but number two, I was like. Oh, like <laughs> it almost seemed like it wasn't supposed to happen, but they did it so well that that's how it came across. And, oh, yeah. Oh, like watching him just like not able to accept reality. I was like, wow. Like, yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> and like, I, I thought he was going to go back in and super kick everybody, but he held, he held it together. He only super kicked refs because refs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rough. on the scale of one to him going down the hallway and super kicking everyone in sight. It was a solid two. 
Yeah, because he he was more just sad <laughs> than anything else. Yeah. That that was the he wasn't problem. mad at the wrestlers. Yeah, he wasn't mad at the wrestlers because he's like, yeah, they're trying to win too. He was just like, dang it, can I get a redo? No. Are you sure? <laughs> and uh, and it was cool because like it kind of gave everybody a chance to breathe because everyone was kind of just laying around, just like Ugh. tired. Except for like yeah. Edge, because he'd been in there. Edge and Batista had both been in there like five minutes. So- <laughs> yeah. But so it gave, gave a little breather, gave the, because I mean, you're doing a rematch to one of the best matches of all time with Michaels and Taker. So of course they gave it the time it deserved. Yeah. So being like, this is building towards that. And then, yeah, we got the final uh, three with Cena, Edge, and uh, Batista. And it was, I mean, it's three pros. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than those three. Yeah. I mean, there's no better way to put it. I mean, I kind of like when I didn't know who was going to win, I kind of felt like Batista was going to pull it off. <laughs> like, I mean, no, for real, a, a part of me. The, yeah, go ahead. No, no, to your point, I was agreeing with like, if you didn't know, you would think maybe Batista, especially because they even, well, the other thing I think I kind of gave it away is they acknowledge that, both Cena and Batista have won a rumble before. Mm-hmm. Whereas edge hasn't. And of course, I think and they referenced the awful. Yeah. Botched moment between Cena and Batista. They did all the one thing I can mention. I think I had said earlier that they're all rumble winners, which technically now is true, but yes. they, they had all main evented WrestleMania at some point. Right. Which I forgot when edge had, at that point he did in 2008 against taker <coughs> that's right it was the main event yeah that, that I, was I actually a great it. match but <laughs> oh, fantastic. but yeah so it's to your point like if you just didn't know like you knew it probably wouldn't be cena but you could also believe it if they gave it to him mm-hmm. that's what makes him great because they always he, there's always a chance because lol Cena wins. I remember <laughs> old dead memes. Uh, I mean, that meme's still alive, but now it's just ironic. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, lol Cena wins. We kind of like him now, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, the good old uh, apple dough white bread wins. Right. But Cena managed to get the better of Batista in this. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, they fought for the WWE title at WrestleMania, right? I bl- I want to say yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go off that assumption. But either way. I mean, because Cena uh, almost immediately eliminated Edge. Like, well, no, he eliminated. I'm sorry, I'm misspeaking. He eliminated Batista after they all kind of fought for a little bit, and then Edge did the very babyface thing and snuck up behind Cena and threw him over. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, this is what I loved about Edge as a babyface, because like something they do in wrestling, they don't do it as much anymore, and I do appreciate this. That if a heel, especially a heel that does, at this point, uh, just has a resume of just horrible, horrible things that they've done. But when they turn to babyface, they pretend like none of those things ever happened. Edge wasn't like that. As a face, he was still going to cheat. Yeah, but he was going to cheat for the fans. <laughs> exactly. This is This is for you people. Now I'm not doing it for myself. Even though I technically still benefit, don't think too hard on it. Yeah, I, I'm the good guy. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was funny. Why but are you booing me? I'm right. Don't boo me. I'm right. <laughs> this was a great match. I love this Royal Rumble. You know, it, it did sag for a little bit, but 
the pace and momentum of it overall was honestly pretty strong. Even that bit in the middle had really fun wrestling and they had the right people in there to really kind of balance it out. And oh, yeah. I appreciate that. It was good to see edge win. you know, it's, it's always mm-hmm. good to see edge win nowadays. Yes. Now that he's not, you know, a horrible vile villain, like he was in the mid two thousands oh. in the mid aughts. So oh, man. It, it was a good win. You know, it would have been interesting if they'd gone in a, a different direction with someone, maybe a little bit younger and I would have been curious how that would have kind of changed the overall turn because I think at WrestleMania 26, it was Jericho and Edge. And I think Jericho won that one, actually. Yeah, spoiler alert for a 10-year-old pay-per-view. But <laughs> he ended up winning. It was just it would have been curious if they'd chosen someone else. But Edge felt like the right call when he came out. I knew when I saw him come out, I was like, okay, honestly. He's probably the person that I'm going to believe is going to win this. And then I saw Batista and I was like, I believe it a little less now, but it's still probably going to happen. And And honestly, that's a good booking of where you place who. Exactly. They did a good job. It's like with this last year's Rumble of when Roman was one of the last guys in there. And I'm going to share this because I'm sure this guy doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, don't say anything bad about him, though. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to talk trash about him, mostly. Um, but he was so ready to just flip tables and go crazy because he thought Roman was about to win another Rumble. And I was like, dude, Roman has the John Cena spot now where you think he's going to win, but he won't. And so I'm just, I, I bring that up because it's like, what you're saying with Batista, it reminded me of that. We mm-hmm. were just like, oh, this person, we totally know who's going to win now. And then you hear Batista's music. Or like nowadays, you hear Roman's music. You're like, maybe. And they do that on purpose. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> they absolutely do that on purpose. Dude, they do it with Roman every time. When they sent him out at number 30, when we all thought it was going to be Finn Balor, I think that was 2017. Oh, yep. dude. Oh, I remember everyone yep. like around me was just pissed. Oh. <laughs> People were because they were like, he already wrestled earlier tonight. This is stupid. Oh, it's and they did it with Shinsuke, too. I still forget that Shinsuke Nakamura won a Royal Rumble because they don't treat him like a Royal Rumble winner anymore. And I'm mad about that. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's it's good. It, it is good when then you have a good idea who's going to win, but they can still put that little bit of doubt in your head. Mm-hmm. And they did that with this one. And like you said, the rumble itself is good. It was fantastic. Like there's just good stories as with any rumble, lots of little storylines either were started or I guess you could say like continued kind of like with legacy with Miz and uh, MVP punk being punk. <laughs> punk. <laughs> <laughs> so all good stuff. And Honestly, I'm glad you recommended this one. Uh, like I said, I've seen the highlight reels when they show like um, Edge winning this and all that, but actually seeing the full Rumble itself mm-hmm. made it so much better. Yeah, when you get to watch it all the way through, it, you get the whole complete story, well, as much as you can within the time frame of the match. But that's what I love about Rumbles is that there's always a bigger story going on. Mm-hmm. And that's and. I think it's probably one of the biggest reasons why even like non-wrestling fans or people who maybe they, they casually watch wrestling. The rumble is the thing that they'll come see. Yeah. You might not even get them. You might not get them to watch anything else. Maybe not even WrestleMania, but they'll come watch the rumble because it's such a unique gimmick. 
Yeah, it, it's partially because WrestleMania is like seven, eight hours now. So well, <laughs> there is that as well. Even before that. <laughs> even even before that, you're right. But like in conclusion, this is one of my favorite Royal Rumbles of all time. I love the 2021 a lot too. And the 2015 mm-hmm. one has viewing quality of which is interesting. Uh, the 2004 and 2005 ones are really strong. Anyone uh-huh. with Steve Austin is great. You know, the early, late 90s, early aughts, all really good. You can't really go wrong. But this one, if you want to get a feel for where WWE was kind of hitting a turning point, this is kind of it. Because you're starting to see a lot of the the bigger stars that had been around and had grown through the company. You know, they're starting to kind of like look for, you know, different avenues or they're starting to get older. I mean, Batista left the company later that year and didn't come back for four years. And yep. at the same time, Shawn Michaels retired that year. Spoiler alert for anyone who apparently wasn't aware. But <laughs> he... Just, just and this saying. is, yeah, and this is back before you know Triple H looked full on like Kratos. Yeah, which I mean, he looks better now with no hair than he did back then. But it, it's so interesting just to watch his transformation, and oh, yeah. it, it's a lot of fun if you have the time and you you're even and remotely curious about wrestling. Watch a Royal Rumble because they're really fun, and this is not a bad place to start. That's my recommendation. Oh, and I I recommend it as well because. If you're watching uh, stuff currently, one of the fascinating things, and obviously if you're at this point, you've already heard it a million times, but when you see people who are still wrestling now Mm. and like what they're doing currently compared to where they were 10 years ago, it's fascinating. Like Cody Rhodes, like Drew McIntyre, MVP, Miz. It's, It's something else. It's all good stuff, though. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So if you guys can go ahead and watch this match, I highly recommend it. We will be back next week. Thank you guys for sticking with us for almost a whole year. May is actually going to be our one year anniversary. So in about five months, we're going to be celebrating our one year anniversary. And for all you guys who have been sticking it out and listening to our podcast and giving us support, thank you. And we hope that you had wonderful, happy holidays. We're so grateful for you. I'm super, super grateful. I know I, if you guys listen to the Christmas special, you would know that I kind of got a little emotional. Like, thank you guys. This means everything to me because it does. So thank you guys for sticking around and remember to, to share our podcast with all your friends and keep listening. You as fans mean the world to us. It's special. It's something that we love being able to do. And I wanted to say thank you. So thank you for sticking around and we're looking forward to the next journeys of ours that we're going to undertake once again i'm austin cook and i am caleb mclemore and we will see you guys soon see you guys